As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you can find me on Twitter at FPL General. A big happy Friday to you all, hope you're all looking forward to game week 10. It's a Saturday deadline this week, 11am UK time, which is 90 minutes before the Leicester Arsenal game. In today's episode, as usual, I'll cover the main news from the press conferences, answer 10 quickfire questions, touch on captaincy and reveal my team for game week 10. Visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to get 33% off an annual athletic subscription. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. So getting into the press conferences, first of all, just going to do this by team in alphabetical order. At Arsenal first, there were some comments on Ben White. He hasn't trained fully yet, so we'll have to see how he's feeling and see how he is. So it's a bit unclear whether White is going to be available or not. Comments on Kieran Tierney. He's progressing in training. Let's see again how he is today. He felt a little bit better in the last few days, but he wasn't 100% ready to start the game. So again, we'll have to see what happens in the last 48 hours. There's also been a bug going around the Arsenal camp. So Arteta said it was a bit of a sickness and just feeling tummy aches and stuff like that. Hopefully today, everybody will be okay. At Aston Villa... Goalkeeper Martinez took a trip back to Argentina during the week for a family emergency, but he is available for this weekend's fixture. At Brentford, Thomas Frank on yellow flag players Mbumo and Pinnock. He said there is a good chance that they will be available for Saturday. So that's positive news on Mbumo and Pinnock. I do have slight concerns over Mbumo because it was a hamstring issue, so it wouldn't surprise me if Mbumo is on the bench for that game hopefully not hopefully he does start and does some damage but I do have slight concerns even though Frank said they should be available at Brighton Dan Byrne has what could be a serious injury no confirmation yet but he's certainly going to miss game week 10 that opens the door for someone else to play centre back so Shane Duffy could come back in Adam Webster is also fit again so Potter's comments were 
Webster is close to starting. We just need to consider that he played 60 minutes during the week and see how he recovers. He also said Shane Duffy can certainly play at the weekend. So I reckon Duffy comes back in and Webster maybe might have to bite his time or maybe maybe both of them will start. But I think most likely Duffy comes back into the team this weekend. There was comments on Basuma as well. Potter said we will make a decision tomorrow, but he will be available for the squad again, which is good news for us. So good news for... I think Sanchez and the Brighton defenders that Basuma is going to be back in the team soon to offer them protection. At Burnley, Sean Dice made a few comments on Corney. We've had to be careful, not because he's not fit, because he is and he's athletic, but the Premier League is different. I think he's developing into the group. We just have to manage that. So Dice is just being careful with Corney's minutes. So we could continue to see some early substitutions there. At Chelsea, big injury blow. Kovacic is out until after the international break with a hamstring injury. Kovacic being one of Chelsea's best players this season. So I think that has a knock-on effect on all of the other Chelsea players. That's a big blow for them. Lukaku and Timo Werner are still out. Christian Pulisic did join in the training in the last two sessions, but he's still too early given that the time he's missed. So Pulisic is training, but he's not going to feature in this game, at least not from the start. Everyone else is available Timo and Romelu have a new target after the international break. So we're not going to see Lukaku or Timo Werner in game week 10 or game week 11. At Leeds, Bielsa says that Rafinha, Junior Furpo and Shackleton are likely to be available on Sunday. But Ailing, Bamford and Cock remain out. So good news about Rafinha. I've got Rafinha and Mbumo and I'm more confident about Rafinha starting than I am Mbumo. At Leicester on Wednesday, Rogers said, so that was after the cup game, Rogers said, Jamie's fine. He trained this morning and joined back in the group. All the guys are fine. So if Vardy was training on Wednesday and if Rogers said everyone was fine, I fully expect to see Jamie Vardy start, not just start, I expect him to start and score as he usually does against Arsenal this weekend. At Liverpool, Keita is okay after his big challenge from Pogba. Fabinho is probably out. Thiago is close to return and James Milner is out. A few comments from Pep Guardiola on the possibility of Zinchenko starting. Those comments were, Alex has a huge personality and handles pressure easily. Lots of quality at left back, always concentrated, doesn't make mistakes. And he went on to say, Kyle Walker and Joao Cancelo have been outstanding, but the season is long and we'll need him. So we're going to see, at some point of the season, we're going to see Zinchenko at left back. The good thing about Cancelo is he can also play right back. So I think that's probably worse news for Walker owners than it is for Cancelo owners. But we knew that anyway, so it's not really anything new. At Manchester United, Paul Pogba is suspended. Apart from that, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has a fully fit squad to choose from. At Southampton, disappointingly, Broya has been ruled out. I think a lot of people would have bought him this week if he wasn't ruled out with an injury. Ward Prowse returns this weekend from suspension. A few comments from Ranieri on Ismail Assar. He said, I think Ismail understood my substitution. I spoke with him and I think he will be very, very motivated in the next match. So, Saar surely starts. And as Ranieri says himself, Saar will be very motivated this weekend. Dennis is suspended for that one. And finally at Wolves, Marsal. I know a few people have him. He's been ruled out again for game week 10. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person 
anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Twitter questions now. Thank you for sending them in. 10 quick fires, so I'll get through these as quick as possible. First one is from Neil Byrne. Rafinha has been underperforming, but is he still worth holding? His fixtures are good, but his form and also the form of Leeds is not what it was last season. So yeah, obviously Leeds is the issue here. Leeds have been really poor to begin the season, which is obviously having a knock-on effect on Rafinha. His Injury niggles and his trips to Brazil really haven't helped things either. I just feel, you know, with Bielsa's comments that he thinks Rafinha is going to be okay. The fact that it's Norwich this weekend, I don't think it's the right time to sell him. I think if you own him like me, you keep him and you hope that he gets something in that game, which he should. You know, Leeds should win that game and Rafinha should be involved. So I think now is not the week to sell him. So I am firmly holding. A question from FPL Shoreham. Is it worth moving Rafinha to Foden? even with Rafinha's great fixture this week. So this is probably the only scenario where I would be open to losing Rafinha this week. Yes, he's been disappointing. Leeds have been disappointing. But it is Norwich, so I'm expecting something. But if it's a case of if you've got cash in the bank and you've got no other major issues in your squad, I wouldn't stop anyone going Rafinha to Phil Foden because Phil Foden looks like the pick of the Manchester City attackers at the moment. Didn't start during the week. Eight shots in the box last weekend. He's probably the one player I wish I owned this weekend that I'm not going to own. So I would like to get Foden. I would need a minus four, so I'm not going to do it. One of the reasons I'm not going to do it is because I don't want to lose Rafinha before Norwich. So I'm going to hold Rafinha. Hope he performs as well, if not better than Foden this weekend. And then two free transfers next week. You know, possibility of, of then going Rafinha to Foden as well as something else. So I've spoiled my transfer section there already. Rafinha to Foden is okay, but only if there's no other major issues in your squad. Question from Arnesh Mishra. If you had to pick one Brentford asset for their nice upcoming fixtures, would it be Tony or Mbumo? I still think it would be Tony, 
penalties is a big factor. Don't even know if he's had a penalty yet this season, but when Brentford start getting them, Tony is one of the best penalty takers around, so he's almost guaranteed to score. Famous last words. And Bumo's got the injury niggle now as well, which slightly concerns me, especially when it's a hamstring as we head towards winter and lots more games. So yeah, Tony for me, I still think Tony will end up being the talisman for Brentford this season. I think both are great options. I've got both in my squad, but like, you know, last week and this week, Tony is in my starting 11 and then Bumo is on the bench. So yeah, I'm going to back Tony to, to come out on top in that battle. Question from ATL Spurs. Is a Chelsea double up in midfield a viable option? ATL already has Kovacic and would like to bring in Mount as well. That that late news that just came through about Kovacic being injured might make up your mind there now. So obviously you could go Kovacic to Mason Mount if cash allows. But if it's another Chelsea midfield double up, for example, managers who have Mason Mount right now or managers who have Kai Havertz, I wouldn't be against getting either or in whichever one you don't have I quite like the Mount Havertz double up maybe for the next two game weeks when they play Newcastle and Burnley and then maybe move one of them to someone like a Foden or a Hyungman Son in game week 12 so I think having triple Chelsea makes a lot of sense when it's Newcastle Burnley in the next two games question from Giffy would really like to get Chilwell this week, but is it worth a minus four to get rid of Diaz or Reese James? So I don't think I'd make the sideways move from Reese James to Chilwell, especially when it's a minus four. When it's a free transfer, maybe it's slightly different. But even then, I don't love it. I did consider this week getting rid of Diaz and getting Reese James, but the fact that Reese James played during the week has me slightly concerned that he could be on the bench this weekend, especially when Azpilicueta and Christensen and all those guys are fit now. So I think Chilwell's by far and away the best Chelsea defender. And I think it's I think it's okay to take a minus four to get him, but I probably wouldn't do it from a Man City defender or Reese James. Maybe it's easier if it's Christensen, because Christensen isn't getting as much game time anymore. So I don't mind a minus four Christensen to Chilwell. So yeah, it's not easy, but I, I do think, you know, I rate Chilwell now. I put him in the same bracket as Trent Alexander Arnold at the moment as, you know, the two best defenders in the game so I think by all means go and try and get Chilwell but yeah minus four from Diaz or James doesn't feel right to me this week I'd probably just keep those two guys hope James starts and then get Chilwell for free next week question from Ishank Garg which defender should we get in the 4.4 million to 4.7 million price bracket instead of Duffy and White for the next few game weeks so there is doubts over White's fitness I think it might have been illness there's also doubts over Duffy because he didn't start last week. But like I said earlier, I think Duffy comes back in. So I don't think you need to sell Duffy just yet. Give him one more week. If he comes back in, great. Save yourself a transfer. If you are keen on selling Duffy or Ben White or if you've got Marsal, I've had a look at my watch list and I've had a look at my team. So Liveramento is the obvious one. If you don't have him, go and get him. You know, he's getting, I think he's he's only blanked once in the last five or six games. He's got attacking threat. Southampton are keeping a few clean sheets as well. So he's the standout if you don't have him. If you already do have him, I like Rico Henry at Brentford. I think he's 4.5 attacking wing back. Brentford have the best fixtures for the next four or five game weeks. So that's the way I would go there. Question from Take It Easy. With how Nuno sets his team up, inconsistency and the lack of goals, is Son and Kane worth the premium? For the coming game week. So I don't really have any interest in Harry Kane. From what I've seen in the most recent game. 
I thought he looked pretty sluggish and pretty off the pace. I think Son, no matter when you watch Son, Son always looks good, always looks sharp. More often than not, passes the eye test. So I think Son is the best Spurs player to own. Son has six attacking returns in eight games, which is pretty good when you consider Tottenham haven't been great. And their fixtures do improve around game week 12, I think it is. So I do have my eye on Son. That doesn't mean I'm definitely going to get him. But he's certainly, I want to keep, you know, in the back of my mind that I might want to get him around game week 12 when I'm considering my transfers this week and next week. So I think Son is worth it. I don't think Kane is worth it at the moment. Question from Michael Daly. What about a punt on Puki? Good fixtures, critical run. So yeah, very important run of fixtures for Norwich to start getting some points on the board. They do have the best fixtures of all teams for the next five game weeks, but I don't really care because... They're still Norwich. Just because they have five good fixtures doesn't change the team that they are themselves. So I've got zero interest in Pukki. I know there's not a lot of striking options at the moment, especially now that Broy is injured as well. If you are really desperate to try something different up front, I guess it's not the worst idea in the world. But I think he's only got, what is it, two goals a season. One of them definitely is a penalty, maybe two of them. So yeah, it's just, you know, why spend six million on the worst team in the league? I think there's better options elsewhere. You know, Josh King and Huang, I think, are better options than Pookie. Question from Will on the conversation of Huang. Is he worth it as a budget forward or will he be fool's gold? I don't love Huang. Um, I think, I just don't really like spending that little on a striker because it's quite hard to get away from him then. I think he does have four goals, but I always have slight concerns that, you know, will he start every week? Will he play 90 minutes every week when there's players like Traore and Trincao and Podence who can come into the starting 11 in any given game week? So I just, I'm not feeling it with Wang at the moment. I just feel like it's it's a transfer that's, it's, it's probably a risk not worth taking. To me, it feels like a player you'll bring in and there's quite a high chance you might want to sell him after three or four game weeks. So those are the kind of players I tend to avoid. I like to buy players that I'm confident that I can keep for the long term, you know, possibly all season. That's kind of the way I approach transfers and and Wang doesn't uh, fit into that category at the moment. Question from FPL Ishidna. Is it worth considering a bench boost while funds are spread around the squad? My, my bench would be something like Liveramento, Ianacho, Mbumo and Foster. So yeah, the fact that a lot of us are spreading cash around the squad now, we're going into a lot of game weeks with four pretty good subs. So the temptation is there to bench boost. But what I don't like about it, if you've got players like Chilwell, Rhys James, Jota, Foden, even Cancelo... Any given game week, it's extremely hard to get 15 players on the pitch. And I think as the seasons go on in FPL, it's getting harder and harder to play a successful bench boost in a single game week. And for that reason, I'm going to hold off probably till the second half of the season. And as usual, probably look to use the bench boost shortly after my second wildcard. So if if you, if you go into a game week this week, for example, and if you're very, very confident that all 15 of your players will play, or, or at least 14 of them, and they've got good fixtures, then I think you know it could pay off. We see it every season. We see managers playing bench boost in single game weeks, and quite often it pays off. And, and on the flip side, very often when we play it in a double game week, it turns out to be a disappointment. So yeah, judge that one for yourself. But again, you've got to be confident that you're going to get 14 or 15 players on the pitch when you play the bench boost. On captaincy for the weekend, again, just very briefly, 
Captain Salah at home to Brighton. Don't overthink it. Just keep it simple. I think it's one decision we don't even need to worry about this week. In terms of my team for the weekends, I was hoping the flags would all clear up. They seem to have. Vardy seems okay. Rafinha looks positive. Even Mbumo might start, even though he's on my bench. So I'm going to bank my transfer. I would love to get Foden, but I don't really want to take a minus four when my starting 11 already looks pretty strong. So bank the transfer. Two frees next week, you know, with the likes of Foden and Youngman Son in my thoughts. So the team for the weekend, Ramsdale on goal with Foster on the bench. I know some people will start Foster over Ramsdale, but my approach there is I picked Ramsdale as a set-and-forget goalkeeper for the long term. So I don't want to bench him and see him get 10 points. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a tricky one. That, you know, I put a tweet out about it earlier and got different opinions coming back in. But for me, it's I'm not even giving it any thought because I always look to play a set-and-forget goalkeeper approach. Very often, goalkeepers get their highest points when they've got tricky fixtures. So Arsenal have Leicester this week. Leicester hopefully will get plenty of shots and Ramsey will get plenty of saves. Yeah, and even if there is no clean sheet, hopefully there's save points and maybe a bonus point in there for Ramsdale. So yeah, Ramsdale for me in goal every week. The only you know I bought Foster because he was four million. It's a bonus that he's in the starting eleven, but I don't think he'll ever be in my starting eleven because I really don't see. I just don't have much confidence in Watford uh, for clean sheets, even when they've got decent fixtures. So Ramsdale in goal, back four Trent Diaz, Cancelo, and Chilwell. That seems pretty good. Salah captain Rafinha and Mason Mounts, and a front three of Vardy, Antonio, and Ivan Tony. Foster on the bench with Liveramento first sub, Mbumo second sub, and Brownhill third. So I've got Liveramento first sub because I know he'll start, where I can't say for sure about Mbumo if he will start. So Liveramento sub one, Mbumo sub two. Best of luck for Game Week 10, folks. Enjoy the games and enjoy your weekend, whatever you're up to. And I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. If you enjoy the podcasts and you'd like to support me as a full-time fantasy manager, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL General. Wishing you all green arrows. The Athletic.